welcome to this episode of Preach to Teach. These episodes happen live on Zoom every third Wednesday of the month, and you can stream it live on YouTube or our podcast channel. To get more information, send an email to coast, the number two, and coast.studio at stirredup.com. If you'd like your sermon or message presented on our page, let us know that in the email. All right, let's get into God's word with no more hesitation. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to Preach to Teach. Um, Today we're just going to do some what we call basic training, Bible study. We're here with Dr. Lehman Dutal from Thy Word Worship Center located in Plymouth, Minnesota. As we're going to turn it over to the bishop and let him study the Bible and teach us some things that we need to know about the Word. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you. Appreciate you, Minister Miller. God bless you once again. I appreciate you and this platform that you have created that God is using you to do. And uh, it's an honor for me to be here again. It's a privilege. I don't count it lightly that uh, you asked me to come on again. And I appreciate it. You and the listeners, I appreciate them also who I would say invited me back. So I, I, I think that's a good sign. If you <laughs> if you invite somebody back to your house, that means that you, that's a pretty good sign. Oh yeah, and and the feedback is is a blessing because we get we get feedback every week from people who enjoy the service and in the the teaching and the the style is the biggest feedback we get. You know the the breakdown of certain words that people may not understand because as you said in class and in services, I think people always assume that you know what a word means that you know how it was written or interpreted or translated from greek to hebrew to english but you can't always assume that and on sunday you know it's kind of a drive-by 20 to 25 minutes and you go but when you get into a bible study a basic training you know you you can break that stuff down and that's that's what the crowd loves amen well praise god i that is as a blessing that i know what I was created to do and created to, one of the things I knew I was created to do is to, to teach and, and to educate. And that's what I do best. And that's what I stick to. I don't try to be something that I'm not. And I just, I let God use me, the gift that he's given me. I, I stay in my lane. I, I'll be all right. Father, in the, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, Heavenly Father, for being God and being God all by yourself. Thank you, Lord. We need your help today. Give your people ears to hear, a heart to receive, and a mind to obey your word. I thank you, Lord. Now use me as your vessel of honor tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen, amen. All right. Amen. That's Just for the record, I uh, I don't mind you, Mr. Miller. I hope you don't mind me saying this, but I had to, I'll let the audience know that I asked you tonight, what was what would be a topic that your audience would like to hear? Would like me to talk about? And I loved your answer. It was intriguing. Your answer was basically, well, it it really doesn't matter as long as, you know, they, because they like your style and your style of teaching and what you break things down. And, and so as long as you, you're teaching it and then you said that they said, keep it biblical. And so that 
that that that just made me relax because you know I, it's one thing to be a pastor at a local church which i am and you know your audience you get to know people that you're talking to you see them every week every wednesday and you know your audience but in this in this platform we're on now this podcast i don't i don't know my audience i don't know who i'm talking to and so so i i want to keep it relevant and keep it simple and so i began to pray after i talked to minister miller he said well i'm not gonna give you a topic you you you, you come up with the topic so I asked God, I said, Lord, what would you want me to say? And he revealed something just as plain as day to me. He said to me, my spirit, well, what is the most important question that anybody will have to answer on this earth? Says, you don't need to, you don't need to know who your audience is because everybody in the world has to answer this question. And of course, I knew what the question was. And he took me to Matthew chapter 16. We're going to study the Bible tonight, but I want, I'm going to talk about a subject that's really touchy. It's, it's one of those subjects that people try to shy away from, special teachers and pastors and, and public speakers. But we're going to go there tonight. Amen. So I pray that you will share this with somebody, share this with someone that you know. And whether they be a Christian or not, I believe they will be enlightened by this subject. Matthew chapter 16. In verse 13, it says, I'm coming from the King James translation. He says, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I am? The son of man am. And they said, verse 14, they said, some say that you are John the Baptist. And some say that you are Elijah. And others, Jeremiah. And other ones, oh, other one of the other prophets. But here's the most important question that you'll ever have to answer. It's in verse 15. He said unto them, Jesus said unto them, but who do you say? that I am? That's a powerful question. That's the most important question that you'll ever have to answer. When I'm teaching in marriage classes, I always tell the people that's getting married, premarital counseling, I said, it's the two most important decisions that you will ever have to make in your life. What are the two most important decisions and of course they never get it right and then I let them know I said the first one is the number one most important decision that you'll make is where will you spend the rest of eternity when you die mm -hmm. that's number one for real and number two is who you decide to spend the rest of your life with before you die on this earth because both of them can, both of your decisions can ultimately put you in hell. Wait, People what? Say, what do you mean? What? Deciding who to spend your life with, or deciding who you're going to marry will put you in hell. No, 
but not a literal hell, but it'll put you in a figurative hell. No, no, no. You, what? You'll be like Sorry, hell, hell on earth. But I love the answer that that Peter gave Jesus. He said that when he asked Peter, who do you say that I am? And Peter said that he didn't say he was Jesus. He said that you are the Christ. The son of the living God. He said you are the Christ. The Hebrew word for Christ is Messiah. He said that you are you are the anointed one. You're the, you're the king. And the most profound thing that Jesus said after that, he said that, listen, Simon, in verse 17, Jesus answered him and said, blessed are you, Simon by Jonah, because flesh and blood did not reveal it unto you, but my father, which is in heaven. That's a profound statement. Because years ago, back in 2001, I went to a man's conference and, and Bishop T.D. Jakes was doing an all-men conference. 30,000 men all got together to serve and praise God and worship. And he made a profound statement. You see, I've, I've, since I've been a pastor, senior pastor, I have, the, I have ministered thousands of sermons, thousands of messages, thousands of Bible studies. And, and I've heard thousands from other people, other ministers. But I couldn't tell you what I preached or what I taught about a month ago. But see, there's some things that you hear that stick with you. And a lot of times people make profound statements and they don't give credit to the person that, that really said it. They'll take the credit, but I'm not taking the credit tonight. I'm going to give the credit to T.D. Jakes, Bishop T.D. Jakes, because he said something over 20 years ago that I still remember today. And he said, some things can't be taught. It has to be caught. Now, of course, I didn't catch it right away 20 years ago. I didn't, I didn't understand what he meant. I didn't get it. But as I studied the word of God, and I realized I read this scripture, I don't know how many times, John, Matthew chapter 16, verse 17. But all of a sudden, I caught it. So you see, Jesus was telling Peter, you didn't, you didn't get that revelation from a book. You didn't get that revelation from, from, from people, from, from reading about me and, and, and sitting down studying about me. God revealed it to you that I was not just a man. Oh, you see, you got, you got to understand. He said that you was the son of the living God. People understood in, in the Hebrew language, son of means equal to or same as. In other words, he's saying that you're, you're equal to God. You're, you, you have the same divine nature as God. Oh, see, we got we to gotta get deep, y'all, because you see, there's a lot of it, people say there's a saying out there. Now, I'm going to go there now. There's a saying that all roads lead to heaven. There's, there's a saying, and there's, a, and there's another saying that said, "Stay politically correct. You know, don't 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 ruffle nobody's feathers, and don't don't offend certain people who may not feel the way you do." But I got news for somebody today that's listening. That 
when you approach the Bible, see, Jesus was not politically correct. Oh, no, he wasn't politically correct. He, he offended a lot of people by the things that he said. And see, in the, in the Bible says, in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12, it says, there is a way that seems right unto man, but at the end, it ends in death and the destructions. There's a way that seems right. Let's go there, y'all. All roads lead to heaven. Mm -hmm. If I wanted to go to Chicago, Illinois, from Minneapolis, Minnesota, 94 West would not get me there. Oh, I can drive 94 West as long as I want to, but I never end up in Chicago. Because you go to take 94 East to get to Chicago. Somebody know what I'm talking about. See, all roads don't lead to Chicago. This is the same way with heaven. All roads does not lead to heaven. There's a way that seems right. Oh, yeah. See, Jesus always, he often talked about a way. You see, and all churches, come on, man. All churches are not the same. You just can't go to any church. There's a lot of churches that have doctrines that teach about Jesus that's, that don't, that, that really conflicts with the word of God. In other words, there's, there's, there's a doctrine in some Christians, and I'm not going to call out the denomination, but they, they call themselves Christians. And amen. And they, they teach, they teach this certain denomination, teach that Jesus, yes, he was the begotten son of God. Mm -hmm. But they also say that he was not part of the Trinity, that he, that he, he was created at some point in heaven. And I got bad news for that, that, that kind of teaching because you see, Jesus wasn't, uh, he, he didn't be, become God. He was always God. Some people don't even believe he was God. But I'm going to talk to you about John chapter one, verse one. You see, it was, I've, I've always been, a, since the day I was born, I was a son. Mm -hmm. I've always been a son to my parents, but, but I wasn't always a husband. Mm -hmm. After becoming a husband, I became a father. I haven't always been a father and a grandfather. I haven't always been a grandfather, but I became a grandfather and a great-grandfather. You see, I've always been a son since I was born, but, but I wasn't those titles didn't have them. See, Jesus always been God, but he wasn't always a man. You see, he became a man. A man didn't become God. God became a man. That Jesus was created. Well, you got to understand. Well, somebody will say, well, why did the Bible says that in the beginning, John chapter one was the word. Now, first of all, you guys, let's come to one conclusion. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 44, let's go there. Let's just read it real quick. Isaiah chapter 44. Oh, yeah, it may sound simple, plain, but I want it to be simple and plain. But there's some people that are so confused. In fact, that this, this certain denomination that teach that Jesus was created 
that he was at one point he was not a son he was not God this certain denomination and you may guess who it is when I tell you some famous intellectual geniuses that that followed the, these denominations yeah they were two musical geniuses that recently passed geniuses followed these teachings this about Jesus See, it's, it's important that you answer the question right when when you get asked the question who do you say that Jesus is See, that's, most, that's the most important question that you're going to have to answer to because you got to get this one right. It's all or nothing. Bible says in Isaiah chapter 44, come on, y'all, let's go there, verse 6. It said, thus says the Lord, the King of Israel, mm -hmm, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts. I am the first and I am the last. And besides me, there is no God. Did you hear that? Verse 8 says, Fear ye not. Don't fear. Don't be afraid. Have I not told you from that time? And I have declared it. You are my witnesses. There is a God. There is God besides me? No. There is no God. I know not one besides me. So in other words, the Bible says there's one God. Only one. And John chapter 1 verse 1 is most one of the most intriguing and most difficult scriptures that I've ever read. And a lot of pastors stay away from it because they can't explain it. And for years, this pastor you're talking, you're listening to right now stayed away from it. I read it. I studied it. But I couldn't explain it. I couldn't articulate it to somebody else and get the, the revelation. God didn't, it, it, I didn't catch it. But as I begin to study, and as I begin to learn how to study, and I read that John chapter 1, verse 1 again, I said, Lord, let me give me the revelation. Let me be able to articulate this word to your people. You've given me the gift of teaching. I need to know. And he said, read it again, son. And I read it. And it said, John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. I've heard people read this and I read it myself and I had to, I had to, I had to admit that when the Bible says that in verse 14, and the word was made flesh. So that let me know that the word was Jesus. Because the Bible says that Jesus would, that Mary would conceive a son and she'll call his name Jesus. And another angel said that you should be conceived of a virgin and you shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. But I said, Lord, when I read this, it says that in the beginning was, okay, in the beginning was Jesus and Jesus was with God and Jesus was God. Wait a minute. That sounds like two to me. I can't explain it. And the God told me, he said, listen, learn how to study. And when I went to studying these words, this, the Hebrews and Greek, I realized that 
in the beginning was the word that word word oh here we go y'all and it's the greek word logos and logos has five expressions logos means idea logos means concept logos means thought logos means reason and the one that we're most familiar with is logos means word in other words if you read it like that don't say in the beginning was the word just say in the beginning was the thought well it says in the beginning that means that jesus had to begin no the original text greek text in john chapter one there really is no definite article somebody said what is a definite article bishop a definite article is a determiner in other words a definite article introduces a noun but in the beginning that th this word the was not in the bible it was added to the bible so we can grasp it there really was no beginning it really should read in the beginning there had no beginning existed the thoughts, the reasons, the ideas, the concepts of God. Those were what God. I am, I, I'm a human being. And I have thoughts. And my thoughts are not apart from me. My thoughts are with me. I have reasoning. My reasoning is not apart from me. My reasons are within me. My concepts, my ideas, all of that is a part of me. So, of course, in the beginning, all those was together. They were together because they were the same one. Oh, I know this is kind of getting people boggled. But you got to understand, Jesus Jesus did not become a God. He was always God, He be, but he became a man. He, he took on the title. So, what you have to realize that what you... The answer to your question of who Jesus is... It's going to determine where you spend eternity when you die. And I got news for you. you you're going to die. Everybody listen to the sound of my voice. One day you're going to leave. But see, there's a way that seems right to man. And see, the problem with a lot of men is we approach the Bible logically and intellectually. And I got bad news for anybody that approached the Bible like that. You'll never get it. It'll only give you a flesh and blood, blood understanding. But the Father in heaven has to reveal stuff. You have to get it. You have to catch it. See, some things can't be taught. God has to reveal himself to you. People say, well, this... This is a this sounds like a good way and and I, I like this way better and this makes me feel better. Oh Lord, if you go by your feelings, you see, you gotta understand there are people who they're part of certain Christian denominations that they don't believe that Jesus is God. They don't believe that He's always existed. They don't believe that He created everything, everybody. They don't believe that. They believe that He was created, but that's not true. So you got to understand your word. And that's what we talk about the word. We're not talking about my opinion. We're not talking about my theories. We're talking about the word, your word, his word.
you see, you got to understand that that determiner in the beginning. You see, words change. The words will modify. It'll change what meanings are. If, for instance, if I say English, if I say to you the English word, the first thing you would think about is English, English language. But if I say the English, T-H-E, the English, you think about people. People of England, they're called the English. You see, that's why you got to study your words. See, there's words, there's, there are ways. In other words, there are, there are gates. There are paths. The Bible, Jesus talks about paths in Matthew chapter 7, verse 13. It says that enter, mm -hmm, enter ye at the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. Many, Jesus says, a whole lot of them there will be going in there in it. Verse 14, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which lead it to life and few will find it. And I said, look, why is it so, why is the way or the road to destruction is more wider than the road to eternal life? And the Lord revealed it, that there's a lot of people that's not going to receive this way. They're not going to receive this kind of doctrine because it don't, it don't fit their worldly ambitions and the things that they think that they can carry on into the into the heavens. God said, no, there's not enough room for all that. You can't get in with all that. You have to shed all those worldly thoughts and ideas and concepts and, and, and thoughts that you have because it's not like that. But a lot of people is going to receive not the, the doctrine of Jesus. Many is going to believe there's different ways to get to heaven, Jesus said. Many are going to believe that there's different paths, a lot of different roads. But when he said in John chapter 14, verse 6, when the disciples didn't know where Jesus was going and they didn't know where he was going and how to get there, Jesus said, I'm going to tell you where I'm going and I'm going to tell you how to get there. He said, I am the way. Mm -hmm. I am the truth and I am the life. No man will get into the Father unless they come in by me. Oh, I know this is not politically politically correct because a lot of people believe that no, we can get the we can get to heaven, but we can bypass Jesus. We don't have to, and I don't have to believe that He is God. I just believe that He is the Son. No, no, I believe that He was one of the prophets. No, I can just believe that He was a great teacher. He founded Christianity. That's not good enough. You see, Peter got the revelation. He's got it. God revealed it to him. And you can read this book over and over and over again and not get the revelation until you seek him with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul. And I guarantee you that Jesus will, God will show you, he'll reveal to you the way, the right way. There's only one. And I know people that I, this, when you talk like this, when you teach like this, you open up a can of worms. 
Well, you know what? So be it. Because some things can't be taught. Sometimes you got to experience God for yourself. See, I know too much about him and you can't make me doubt him. I know that Jesus is who he said he was. He was in the beginning. Before the mountains were born, he was there. Oh, yeah, I feel his presence. Well, if he was God, why didn't he just didn't say he was God? Let me tell you something. When Genesis in Exodus chapter 3, verse 14, Moses was, was talking to a burning bush. And a voice came out of the bush. And the voices was God. And Moses spoke, God spoke to Moses. And then Moses said, well, Lord, he said, who should I say sent me to deliver the message that you've given me to give? God said, tell him that I am, that I am. What? The kind of answer is that. You see, you got to understand the words, I am. Oh, Lord. In Hebrew, it means that I am the self-existing one. Oh. And the word self-existing one is Yahweh. So that's why in John chapter 5, verse 58, the, the, the Pharisees came to Jesus. And they would try to talk to him about knowing their father. They was thinking that they were children of God. And they told Jesus that we know who our father is. You don't even know you're an illegitimate child. Abraham was our father. You don't even know who your father is. Jesus flatly looked him right in the eyes and told him, before Abraham was, I oh, ah. Oh, they know what he meant. Then they picked up stones to stone him because they knew that he was saying that he was Yahweh. He was saying that he was God. And they picked up stones to stone him. Said, listen, before Abraham was ever born, I was God. I am the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Oh, they understood. But they couldn't get rid of him. It wasn't his time yet. But he flat out let him know, I am that I am. And here's one of the most profound things that I ever heard in the word of God. Now, we can all say that, well, God loves everybody and everybody's a child of God. And that's not true. You know that John chapter 1 verse 10 said that he came to his own. That he had created. But his own did not receive him. But to them that did receive him, to them, he gave the right to become children of God. Them that believe in his name. The word of God says, one day, one day, Jesus said, every knee, <laughs> every knee shall bow. Not some knees. Every knee that's in the earth, under the earth, on the earth and above the heavens. One day every knee shall bow and 
some tongues. No. No, no, no. Don't say some. It says every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Is curious, the Greek word for Lord, it means God. Jesus said, everybody's going to say one day. Take your chances right now or later. And you realize 94 West will not get you to Chicago from Plymouth, Minnesota. You got to follow directions. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for allowing me to share your word and to be a voice. That's all I am. A voice. Calling out of the wilderness, calling somebody to get a revelation and an understanding that Jesus is God. And he never once was not ever God. Yes. Don't try to approach him from a logical standpoint and try to figure out everything at once. Give God some time to reveal himself. To you and I'm and I know I know when you start teaching like this, people have all kinds of questions. But I, I try to ask, I try to answer questions before they even get asked because I ask the questions to myself first. There's some things that was perplexing in the Bible that I read that I was I stay away from it because I couldn't understand. But God saw my heart. He said, Search for me as hidden treasures. You know how hard you know how hard you will search for some money, some treasure. If you find out some treasure was buried in your backyard, my God, you'll be out there in the middle of the night with a flashlight. You'll keep digging and you'll keep digging. If you knew it was some treasure in that ground, but they'll they'll see you every day dig, dig, because you're gonna keep searching till you find it. That's how God is. It's not about a religion. It's about a person. It's about a relationship. It's about somebody that you need to get to talk to and, and learn about. Amen. And don't let don't let see don't let the don't let the masses see. The Bible says that one day that people are gonna gather around teachers that gonna teach them what their itching ears wanna hear. In other words, there are gonna be people that's gonna still jump from church to church, they'll jump from religion to religion until they find something that fit them it makes them feel good it's something that they can connect to oh well that's a broad way you got to understand this following jesus is not is is not a feel good in fact he said if you're going to follow me you're going to have to first take up your own cross oh yeah carry your cross deny yourself deny myself yeah deny yourself take up your cross then follow me Oh yeah, this that's why that's why the Bible is that's why the church is so full of a lot of women because women understand love, but men always we think from the left side of our brain. We we're logical thinkers and things have to make sense to us. It can't be it can't be a gray area. It's gotta be black or white. There can't be no ambiguity in it. But that's the problem. You gotta come to God by faith, not by logic. Oh, not by, not, not by intellectualism. 
Trust me, I have the, I have a PhD in theology and scriptures and uh, all this. Listen, there's some there's not amount of teaching that will show you God. He has to reveal you Himself to you. My prayer is that you won't pass away from this earth like a couple of these famous entertainers that I really really loved, and but they followed a religion that didn't know who Jesus was. Who do you say he is? That's the most important question that you'll ever have to answer as long as you live. And one thing I'm not, and I want the audience to understand this, I'm not into apologetics. In other words, I'm not a debater. I only encourage those that want to be encouraged. You can't help nobody who don't want no help. You see, when you come to God, you come for help. When you come to the church, you come for help. When you go to the hospital, you come for help. The doctor don't have to convince you that you need help. You wouldn't have showed up at the hospital if you didn't need no help. And that's what my point is. There's some people that are debaters. that are called apologetics. They'll debate you all night long. That's not my position. You decide for yourself. My job, one of my main roles on this earth is to, to teach, to, to explain. Do, do I have all the answers? You, you bet I don't. There's a lot of things that, that, that I don't know and I don't understand. But the most important thing that I need to know, I do know. And I do know who Jesus is. And that he is deity. He is divine. He is God. I know that. And he's my savior. I accepted him. Hallelujah. So I'm not worried about the rest of my life or where I'll end up in the rest when my life is over down here because I know. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever shall believe on him shall not perish but have an everlasting life. You say that everybody's going to die. Well, there's a, a doctrine, a belief system that says when you die that you're between worlds because you have another chance. And if you do right, you'll go either one way or the other way. So why don't you uh, give the audience the uh critic politically correct or the biblically correct i should say <laughs> answer for that one yeah let's 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 say biblically biblically correct and uh yeah there's there's a teaching out there that says you're in between worlds when you die but my scripture does not tell me that my bible tells me in the book of hebrews that there's there's a point unto man wants to die and then the judgment. You see, everybody's gonna die once, and your body, listen, you, and that's the if people understand what death means, they will have a different perspective on death. They think because your body is no longer breathing that you're no longer living. But that's not true. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. It said, God formed man from the dust and you became a body. 
And he breathed into the man's nostrils the breath of life. And you you are, became a spirit. And you he became a living soul. In other words, you are a spirit. You live in a body. But you have a soul. And when your body dies, it goes back to the dust. But your spirit don't linger. It don't run wander around. From absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, the Bible says. If you're saved by grace, you go straight to heaven. The body goes to the ground. Spirit goes back to God. Your soul, your soul is what the is what the fight is for. You see, your soul is your mind, is your emotion, is your will, is your intellect, is your reasoning. That's the part of you. That 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 don't think saved when you when you become born again your mind your mind is not automatically born again you still think the same you still want the same thing that you know is not good for you and therefore you have to read the word and be renewed in the spirit of your mind so you have to brain get your brain washed and, and, and with the word so the Bible says that. If you're saved, if you receive Christ while you're alive, your spirit and your soul, your soul will go to rest. Your spirit goes back to God where it came from. Hallelujah. But if you're not saved, you don't go into a purgatory or somewhere that you can try it again and, and be purged of your sin. No, the scripture says once to die, then the judgment. Your body will be resurrected on the, the on the last day when Jesus comes back. But then there's going to be a second death. That's going to be a judgment. And you don't want to be in that second death. Everybody's going to die once. But everybody's not going to die twice. That's the biblic biblical approach. Correctness. Some people are going to get offended by that. Don't take it up with me. I didn't make the rules. Amen. All right. You touched on another one here. I, I was taking my notes <laughs> that uh, people say that Jesus isn't part of the Trinity, that, you know, he was formed in heaven and all this. There's another doctrine, belief system, group of people, whatever you want to call them, that says that Jesus and Satan, the devil, were cousins that, you know, when devil when satan got kicked out of heaven that you know jesus tried to talk him into repenting and coming back so why don't you uh give us a little insight on that one <laughs> well that's some bad theology for one thing and uh first of all angels worship jesus scripture says that angels worship so if jesus was an angel they wouldn't worship Jesus point blank the angels worship Christ and so they can't they couldn't be cousins because they'll be part of the same the creation Jesus was not created scripture says he's always been and always will be and that's my answer you see that that's the problem with 
denominations. They have doctrines. And if, if there's over 4,000 denominations, then there's over 4,000 doctrines. And there's 4,000 different teachings about scripture and their interpretation of what the scripture says about this and about that and, and about Jesus. And see, most people, they don't, they don't study. They just learn. They just listen. And they'll fall for just about anything. How can you be an intellectual genius and and, and 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 believe certain doctrines about what they say about Jesus and you believe it all your life and die with it? It's amazing how the human mind thinks. That's why the scripture says in Proverbs 14 that there's a way that seems right. There's a way that seems right. But in the end, it's death. So, does it matter what church you go to? You better believe it. Because just because you go in church don't mean you're going to heaven. Because the devil goes to church, oh, there's another subject. A lot of people don't even believe in him. Well, he goes to church every Sunday. And Bible study. And guess what? He's still going to hell. That's why it's, this was titled, Thy Word. T-H-Y The Greek word Thy means Your Your word God His word Not my opinion Not my theory Not my doctrine Not my ideas But it's his word And he has the final say so You can debate it all you want to And it'll get you nowhere That's my final word Look to heaven with me. Bow your heads and look to heaven. Lord, I thank you. I thank you once again that despite the enemy's distractions and determination to make, make this not go across, not to get this word out, but you allowed it to. Thank you, Lord. Now, God, give those that were listening ears to hear. Give them the revelation, knowledge, and understanding. I thank you in advance for testimonies in Jesus' name. Christ the anointed one amen amen all right amen amen powerful powerful word what a powerful powerful word we'd like to thank dr lehman newtall from thy word worship center located in plymouth minnesota for joining us and delivering that powerful powerful word telling the truth breaking it down so we can all understand it if you'd like to hear a certain topic or you got some feedback, just send us an email. Coast to Coast dot studio at stirritup.com. That's coast, the number two, and coasts dot studio at S-T-U-R-I-T-U-P dot com. We welcome all comments, feedback, topic suggestions, and things of that nature. Until next time. God bless and thanks for joining us.